hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to uh, Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. Vodka and Coke, Pat. <laughs> Anything with the beer. <laughs> um, I am here today with Mr. Mark Rawlins. Mark, I've got a question for you about your own podcast, To Watch Who. Oh, of course, yes. Well, I mean, every single time you come on here, I ask you for a little update about what you've been up to lately in your podcast. Oh, yeah, well, we're on season 14 at the moment. Is it going down well? It's all right, yeah. I seem to recall Miss Sarah Chu was not keen on the Mask of Mandragora. No, well, neither of us were on that one. Wasn't she was not start. keen on the Face of Evil. Oh, well, neither of us were on that one, really. Are you a Doctor Who fan at all? <laughs> no. uh, so just getting into that, Leela's just come into it. So it's fun talking about a new companion. We had Sarah Jane for so long, and I think Leela is going to be very... Because Sarah's not seen any, you know, any of the show before, so... Seeing her react to what Leela's doing, I think it's going to be very interesting. Dipping your toes into the talons of Wing Chiang. Very soon, yes. Very soon. In fact, you're, you're whoring yourself out on two podcasts to do that, aren't you? <laughs> yes. You're doing it for this scene Talons as well. all at once, yeah. I know. Grief, you're obsessed, man. Um, well, we're here today to watch episode three of Battlefield. Um, is, does this suffer from the usual episode three lag? Or, I think there's some great stuff in this. No, there, there isn't. It, never, it doesn't have that lag at all, no. Does, isn't the one where Angela Bruce has a machine gun when she's coming out the top of the deck chair? I think it starts in, in part three. We get some of that, don't they, we? They think she's dead, don't they? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God, it's got the stone circle scenes. It's got everything in it. Oh, what do you call me? Brilliant. <laughs> no, you didn't. You call me stupid. <laughs> I'm not a freak. What? <laughs> Can we do the whole thing? Oh my god! Yeah, so much fun, and yeah, I'm still really enjoying it. Still, it's it's just pay, the pace of this yes. doesn't it, slow down. I think that's why I like it. I, I like because think, stuff like okay, Happiness Patrol or something. You better watch uh, out. I know, that's I know. Fraser Gregory's favorite. Loads you know. of people love Happiness Patrol. I just find it a bit, some of it a bit dull and slow. Really? I don't know what if it's Candyman? in the studios. Candyman's the best thing about it. What time do you call this? I just... I don't know. It, it doesn't have the pace of of these later stories. Oh, well. Now you've torn into other hamster contributors. <laughs> Shall we go into episode three? It's Mark Whitmanis' favourite as well. I've had people... Loads of people having love a, Happiness Patrol. Having a proper fight over I'm, trying to do that Why do one. people love Happiness Patrol so much? Battlefield is where it's at, everyone. <laughs> Battlefield is where the fun is at. I think that is a singularly Mark Rawlings <laughs> opinion, do you know. Should we watch episode three? Yeah. Let's yeah, do yeah, it then. Yeah, you're play, you're on I? the remote. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Where is it? Okay. The dongle. Here we whatever go, you and happen to call your... Your doobree? What's another name for a remote? I don't know. Don't anyway, go. here we go. Here we are. We're in the lovely purple vortex. Yeah. Ian, you know when he says um, a piece of chalk, don't worry, I got it on the dartboard. Yeah. What does that mean? He got it from the dartboard in the pub. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a magical dartboard he was no. talking about. No. Oh, he got it from inside the pub. Yeah. For God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, have, so you, have you read um, Sophie Aldred's book from the 90s, Ace, The Inside Story? Do you know what? That is actually the best thing she's ever put out. It's brilliant. All about her time, all of her person. It's her and Mike Tucker. And it's, the they, special they effects chap- bit is great. Chapter each on all yeah. of her stories. And it's, it's mainly a, a 
I mean, the text is quite large and quite. She didn't actually write tons, there's, but there's brilliant photos her of her time in it and recollections. Well, I'd rather read that than Andrew Carl, yeah. script doctor. Mm. I'll throw that across the wall. I tell you. Oh no! And here we are, Ace of Glasses, about to. It's about I to think, go. I think, given the fact that it all I mean, went horribly wrong, I mean, that is a lot of water to go all over the floor. They, well, there's wires all over the floor. No, everyone was jumping up on, <laughs> on chairs. Oh, Even no. Sylvester McCoy standing there in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <laughs> somebody let me out. <laughs> is Sophie I mean, alive? I don't want to be going to an alternative reality where everyone got electrocuted on Battlefield <laughs> and Doctor Who was cancelled and never happened again. Do you remember I remember mean... that scene in uh, Dalek where he <laughs> electrocutes everybody with the water. Yes. It'd be like that, wouldn't it? It'd be like that from the old crew, oh. cast and crew of Battlefield. Imagine, we what if somebody have... had died? I think we would have been denied all those big finish performances from Sophie Aldrin and Sophie <laughs> You never would have seen him on that screen in Brentwood Cinema. No, no or wherever BB. it was. <laughs> no BBV. No, oh my god. No Professor and Ace. Oh god. <laughs> Honestly, the delights we would have missed out. I mean, obviously we are pleased they're still alive. <laughs> yeah. I the last like ever episode of Doctor Who would have been what's the last of 25? Greatest show in the galaxy. Greatest show in the galaxy. The last line would have been, I always found clowns a bit sinister. <laughs> Why do I give him a loose <laughs> Oh, do you like Ace coming out of the water now? It's a, it's a brilliant moment, isn't it? Yeah. It's a perfect it's a bit wonky. Story. No, that sort a bit <laughs> <Yeah>. wonky. <laughs> Try holding a sword underwater, though. But I think she does a good job. Doing her whole thing. I, yeah. Going underwater and knowing which way is up. Aye. And actually for Sophie Eldred to go in there and do it. Can I just say as well, apparently there were rats all in that water. Oh. So for her to go in there and do that, that is props oh. to her. Oh, I'll make a horse sick, that would. <laughs> <laughs> Winifred, look at her. Look! <laughs> I feel like every single shot, um, Marcus Gilbert knows exactly where the camera is. <laughs> He's great. Is he in um, that episode of Jonathan Creek? Yeah, he's a na- naturist. Yeah, yeah I, that's the only other thing I've seen him in. Oh, no wonder you remember that. It's <laughs> cut his todger out for the whole thing, honestly. <laughs> you don't see it. They put um, like teapots and cups in front of it. It's really well done. Oh, oh hang on. There's another bit of the info text here. So I'm so glad you put this on. <laughs> oh, there's Shou Yung. But again, she hasn't actually... She's already out of the story, unfortunately. Oh, I'm a rubber riching again. She's already out of the story. Do, Do you think you this know... has too many characters? Yeah, I think, yeah, and then they have to get rid of loads of them in episode everyone four. everyone just disappears. Well, they go off in a unit truck, don't they? They all just get carted off and we don't get a proper <laughs> Look at McCoy clowning around this set. Well, that's what it's, is it a He's having too, a great pop. I think it's a bit, little bit too much, but... Whatever. I don't know, he loves getting his arse in the air, though, doesn't he? Do you remember in um, Survival when he's hanging off that sofa <laughs> yeah. and his butt is in the air? I trust you to remember all these... Well, it's like being in a gay sauna, honestly. <laughs> you see this um, thing that the Brigadier steps on? It's like a hexagonally yes. triangly thing. I do see it. Yes, I do. Props watch. I don't know. Oh god! As this is a fact. What do you think but it is? Isn't didn't that used to be on the old TARDIS console? What was seaweed point? coming off it? Not the seaweed bit, just the hexagonal bit. The oh, season eighteen console. Nineteen. You know, console. Be able to answer that I think. for you. You know, be able to... Clayton Hickman. Yeah, he's, he's done lots of TARDIS work, hasn't he? I don't know. I might not be on the TARDIS, but I feel like I've seen that hexagon thing. And they've oh. added a bit of seaweed to it for this time. Oh, June Bland. Oh, Pat, come quickly. Patrick! <laughs> yeah. What do you think of my acting? Yeah. <laughs> she's great, though. Isn't she? Com- she's utterly convincing. I mean. Yeah, she's brilliant in this. Oh, oh, my God. Winifred is so good. Is she very respectful of the Brigadier when he comes out? 
Yeah, well, they don't get that much time together. Don't you love the fact that um, he knows it's the Doctor straight away because his arse is in the air and he's in all that trouble? Mm. Who else would it be? Mm. Oh, my God. We've got Gene Marsh staring off to camera. Mm. Is that a wig she's wearing, do you think? I think so, yes. And a very cheap crown. I think, yeah, <laughs> no. I think you could buy those in Poundland, you know, <laughs> at the right time of the year. It's a great outfit if you go to a, a Doctor Who themed Halloween party. Did you hear the story she had about her crystal ball? Yeah. Can I tell it? It's really okay, great. It. So apparently, um, you know, she, those awful white fit, light fittings that she's got, the white ones from Next, that she actually has as her crystal ball, that was the prop for the rehearsals. And then she thought she was going to get a real crystal ball. Uh, and then when she didn't get one, she does this, she does this voice and goes, but I really wanted my crystal ball. <laughs> G Marsh is great. Oh, this whole scene, this is actually probably my favourite scene in yeah. Battlefield. In this, where um, she gets her sight back, and then we have, oh, what's the name of this unit lady? Lavelle. Lavelle, and when the demise of Lavelle, yeah. it's just. Oh, Actually, you know, brilliant. you're right about the episode three because it's lots of character scenes and mm. that's something that Cartmel really brought into Doctor Who, lots of character work. But you've had all of this build-up. You've had all these different pe- people sort of very separately to begin with and they're all slowly merging and crossing over now by part three. But then you're right, in episode four, you and have then to by shift part out four, a load of them. He's like, shit, I just need to get to the end now and all these people are now superfluous. But how would Sword do it? Let's just all go. How would Sword do it? They'd all die. He'd kill them They'd all, all off, get he? killed. There'd be a massacre behind the bar if it was Eric Saywood. They'd all get mowed down. <gasps> Come quickly, Patrick! <laughs> what I love, right... <laughs> Are you right? Yeah. I'm having a lot of Arthur's ale. <laughs> oh, you're getting emotional. Sorry. No. <laughs> you're getting emotional over Battlefield. <laughs> um, uh, what I love is that she kills her. And I like the... I don't love the fact that she kills her. Sorry. <laughs> is the fact that she kills her and she screams red off yeah. and that. And she's all very calm about it. Then she just turns around and goes, I must get the tab. Yeah. But you go from moments to moments to like that. That's and what how does she know this. the line about getting the tab? Because Lavelle's just said it and she's taken out all the contents Take of her brain. brain. Yeah. It's great. <gasps> oh, that's horrific, isn't it? Mm. <gasps> I can see. Joe, I can see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the actress who played Lavelle, I don't know if you just saw that on the info text, but I'm going to point out that she, her partner was, in fact, a famous composer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look at this, a special effect when she gets merged into the carpet. Yeah. She's just ashes. That's brilliant. And then, oh, yeah, and getting I the tab. I see is... that it is so. I must get the tab. It, it means she's not just a one-note villain. No. She's capable of mercy, she's capable of generosity, and she's also a hard-ass bitch and she'll send her army <laughs> after you too. Oh, she's ma- She's magic. But do you know what? If she was being played by a terrible actress, it would just all sink, wouldn't it? Oh, if she yeah. wasn't as compelling as she is. Mm. I think the only other person, you know, you could get June Bland could play Morgaine. You could have it the other way around, and it would work yeah, just as well. Or Beryl Reed, could play oh Morgaine. god, but Beryl Reed is Morgaine. <laughs> Not Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Die well, my son. Waiting for me. <laughs> no, I don't know. Come on, Mark. Looks like we get the deck chair. 
Oh, I love this. And you know the music in a minute goes. I love Kevin McCulloch's music. So disco. Now and I'm you've relaxed. got this relationship between um, Ans- not Ansel. They are Ansel to get fucking on this pair. Bambera. That's a great duo, isn't it? A well, great sort of double act. Because then it leads to the bit where Anselin thinks she's dead in the last episode mm. and then goes after Mordred, doesn't he? Mm. And here we are, another battle scene. Get more um, sparklers, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm not entirely convinced because there's just a bit of smoke and they think they're dead. I think maybe if it was a bit lower light, it wasn't like middle of the afternoon, sunny. I think you maybe could say that about darker, most Doctor Who, more... Yeah, I know, but maybe... Couldn't they just put that day for night feel right? Yeah, maybe a bit of day for night would have I helped. I do like all this shooting in the car, though. Yeah, all it's the car quite stuff dynamic, is isn't it? It must have taken ages. Yeah. Don't worry, Brigadier. People be shooting at you soon. Da, 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 da. Also, I'm doing all the music now. And I'm not sure about, yeah, all these soldiers. What? Are they spark guns? I don't know. Oh, I'd love a spark gun, you know. Trouble is, mm. you went into the town with one of those and started firing it. You'd get, you know. <laughs> uh, back in the 80s, you could get away with that sort of thing. Mm. You know. Look at this on the info text. Sorry, I can't talk about the info text. <laughs> Aronovich, that's how you say his name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, did everything with an eye for affordability. Are you kidding me? I think this was a bit ambitious. Well, I think it always would go through a, a script editor or something to see what was afford- affordable or not. Do you think it would be as exciting if it was called Storm Over a Valion? Probably not. Oh, I love this. Stop Merlin. No, I will deal with him in my <laughs> own. I mean, people both just watch the thing. It's yeah, me, I know. It's me quoting all the way through. the audio drama. <laughs> but, you know, they did a lot of this sort of relationship stuff in, in Carmel's time, didn't they? They had Ace and Sorin. They had Ace and Mike. They had Ace and Kara. True. True. That was suggesting a mm. little bit of lesbianism. Is Ace bisexual? I'm, I'm sure in the new adventures she is. Imagine how that would be for representation if Ace and Xiao Yong were in a relationship together. That would be amazing. Brigadier still hasn't done much fighting, has he? Oh, that's why they're waiting for his big climactic moment with the Destroyer. Yeah, that's a shame. You do bring the Brigadier in, and again, not he doesn't do that much until right at the end. And he is pivotal to the end, but he's so it's it feels like he's hanging around waiting for that moment. I don't know if you noticed, yeah. but every time they raise their guns, the music goes off. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bambera just asked Anselin if he's married. Mm. So, is that another way of saying, are we fucking tonight? <laughs> I thought they already did the night before in the pub. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were sleeping it off, weren't they, afterwards? Mm. Yeah. Ace is not happy with the brigadier because he's treating her just like any other assistant. And she thinks she's a bit special, doesn't she? Mm, it's that it's that yeah the childish bit of ace you know what I can't notice that Xiao Yong has not done much for a little while now that's the thing but there's so and here we are we're carting out our she can do it herself (laughs) you've got to forgive me half an hour ago she was blind Oh, what but do you think about the Doctor having these magical powers in a minute? Of course you want to leave. The, you know, all of that. But doesn't he do that in that um, edited scene from Silver Nemesis on the stairs with the 
people in Windsor Castle, doesn't he? He does that, doesn't well, he? he? also says, one finger can be a deadly weapon. Yeah, so it is implied that this Doctor has these, these hypnotic abilities. It's true. Can I ask you a question? Mm. Do you think one finger can be a deadly weapon? Absolutely. What are you talking about, though? <laughs> <laughs> See, Peter Wobbley really hasn't done anything at all, has he? Well, not now. His bit's over now, because they've done the archaeological bit and the dig and all what we needed to do there. So what else right. can they do? Yeah, They're not yeah, going to yeah. be part of the battle or the sci-fi stuff. So, um, so, so everyone has to go. And but not... is there a is there a, a, a more subtler way of writing them out than just having them all go and off in the car? Evacuated in the area. I don't think so, unless, like you say, you sword kill them. Oh, that's true. Oh, look, they, the info tape just said that about Silver Nemesis and his spectacles. Oh, there we go. You will believe me. You <laughs> will not move. You will move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. There's a lot of extra unit extras as well in this. Do you like the continuity reference here? You know, talking about the weapons for Cybermen and Yetis and Daleks. Well, it's not pivotal stuff, is it? You can. It's just nice extra bits and yeah, pieces, isn't no. it? I think there's a big difference between the continuity in the Cartmel era and the continuity in the Sword era. Mm. In a Sword era, it's like continuity porn. That's yeah. a big bullet, isn't it? Look at the size of that one. Mm. Very impressive, I must say. Go through a Dalek? Go through anyone, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the continuity in the Cartmel era, I feel like it's always story first the story is more important than the continuity. I think in the 80s, the mid-80s, the continuity sometimes comes first before the story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why this feels a bit more fresher this this time in the show. See, I'm not sure... Oh, wait, no, I was about to say, I don't know why Shao Young's hanging around. Ah, she's got, she's got she her set piece, hasn't she? Yeah, she needs to hang around. What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a freak. <laughs> what? I mean, that dialogue is out of this world. Does he say seabird now? Oh, maybe he does say seabird, and that's what yeah. um, Bambera's uh, Big Finish Box set is called. Aye. Yeah, lots of hot soldiers in this season, isn't there? This and Curse of Fenric. Mm. Uh, oh. You see this photo? I, I always... This line-up with the brigadier and everyone, they're looking at the map. Whenever I, I thought that he was holding the script. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's clearly a map. It's the map. I, thought, the map. I always thought it was a rehearsal shot when I saw that still of that. Is this oh, a bit much, though? Oh, we've literally just been saying about continuity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've had... And now we've, we've got Bessie. We've talking about Yeti, Autons, Daleks, Cybermen, Silurians, Silurians, and, and now Bessie. Is it a bit much? <sighs> Oh, no, it's not. Do you hear what she says? What? Does it run on petrol or steam? It's nice. It's nice to see Bessie, I think. Did you just yawn during Battlefield? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you did, you know. <laughs> oh, this is great. And now he says to her, Winnethert, art thou betrothed? Mm. Oh, look, it's listing all of Gilbert's role here. Robin of Sherwood, Army of Darkness... Oh, he's a documentary maker. He later produced films about his mountain climbing expeditions. Oh. I'm surprised he's not flogging those at the Phantom events. Maybe that's where he hurt his hand. And when he took up being a naturist. (laughs) 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 Do you think they would have had this director back, Michael Kerrigan, again? I think so, because he... I mean, I'm sure he came in, you know, budget-wise and getting all of this done. There's so much action in this to direct. (laughs) Yeah. Did you hear the terrible story about Michael Kerrigan? 
saying, oh. oh, this isn't Doctor Who at its best, and they're not the best Doctor and Assistant, so let's oh. just knock it out. When do I, you say that? I don't know, someone told me. I can't tell you who. Because oh. it, it's somebody who's connected to the programme. Oh. But apparently he was he was scathing. I still think he, he, he tried his best. Yeah. Apparently he was there. It's a bit like Graham Harper, always about lots of energy, you know? That's what you need, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look it's at the way Graham. McCoy touches her nose. Oh. Where so do whole... you... Sorry, go on. Well, no, I was going to say, but it's a bit early, the whole circle, chalk circle protection everything. Yeah. Have you seen the Hammer, the Devil Ride, Rides Out film? Because no. that's exactly what they do. Or going in a social Which I, I don't know if that's from... Is that from a book? Is that from a thing? It's it's been done before, basically, in lots of other similar things. Because that's Christopher Lee, and they're... I can't remember. The devil's coming after them, whatever. He's like, right, chalk circle. We have to stay in the circle all night. And then it sends demons and a big spider and stuff to try and lure them out of the circle ah. uh, for protection. So it's not like an original concept, but it's great. It's Doctor Who's take on it, fun take on it. Um, oh, my God, can I just say, you know Morgane is a great villain when she looks straight to camera and goes, if you live. Although, did you just see a minute ago, Bessie riding off with flames? I know, that's a little bit over the top. And then she it? goes, wicked. It's like, oh, dear God. That's when everyone turned over to Corey, you know. Oh. oh, and here's a, the first glimpse of the Destroyer. Is this the best design monster? Oh, in absolutely. Classico? But in this, in this, in season twenty, you got the Destroyer. You got the Hemovores. Okay, well, let's forget the Cheetah people. Uh, you've got <laughs> oh, the Husk. Okay, let's forget. You've got the Destroyer oh, and the Hemovores. What's, what's They're wrong brilliant. with the Husk? They're getting really great with the. I look at, you know that husk with the big eyes? Because I think, yeah. The big buck. That looks a bit like me in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, go on, you were going to say it. But you, I'm, I don't know, maybe it's, are, are the materials and things getting easier to use or cheaper or can, are they getting different kinds of things to make stuff? Because it's such a level up. I mean, actually, no, it started with the Candyman, really. Candyman's great, yeah. Uh, well, don't you like the Tetraps? I was going to say Tetraps, okay, but can you think of what... You know, uh, it's a far leap from... The Vervoids? Oh, what about the Lucosa? Yeah, I mean, yeah, towards those last few years, they get in there, aren't they? With the And they, I think it's just more achievable to do those things. Maybe the last really bad sort of design was those two Doctor Sontarans. Oh, I quite like in those terms as of, well. But yeah, they're those... nothing compared to the Destroyer. Oh, God, here we go, here we go, here we go. But oh, What did you call me? Just you amazing. deaf or what? <laughs> no, you, you didn't. I heard you. You call me stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a freak. <laughs> what? Oh, mate, are you dumb or what? <laughs> I don't think this is... Um... It's... But it's interesting, isn't it? Because Morgane is making her behave in a racist mm, way. Yeah. And Ace is so anti-racist. Yeah. Because she's got this running thread, doesn't she, this season about her friend... Is it Manisha? Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, you can... Yeah, um, you can... Um... Yeah, there's so many different layers to this because actually, as a ch- as a child watching this, sorry, it's just literally saying about the devils yeah. rise out. Yeah. As as you know, you're watching this as a child. Some of that probably doesn't go into your head, or you know, it's it's a scary situation. You know that there's something manipulating them, but then you've got these other layers, like you say, like race and Ace's behaviour and Ace's history and everything under there as well. So, it yeah, it can work on lots of layers, and I think that's really great. 
And the destroyer. Because I, is... you know, you've got if you wouldn't. Oh, I'm just comparing something like the 70s or whatever, and you have got Joe Grant. She'd just be in the circle going, "No, I can't take it." Ah, you know, I don't think you that have was those a layers. Phenomenal, Katie Manning. I'm just saying there. something in like the 70s, or you it's... just wouldn't have those layers of script. I hate, I hate to interrupt you, but <laughs> yeah. I just I, this disco music over all the fights. <laughs> yeah, I it's know. very strange. Well, it is, isn't it? Isn't it? Because there's all this dry ice and corpses, so... people bouncing off trampolines. But it's the 80s, isn't and it? And everything's you've got Murray Gold going, oh not Murray Gold, sorry, Keith McCulloch going do 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 It's um, yeah, it's um. Do you rate Sylvester McCoy here where he screams his line about there will be no battlefield? There will be no Battle here! Yeah. Wow, if, if McCoy doesn't finish, he pop his cogs. <laughs> Big Finish can call you up, can't they? Oh, I love this bit where you they can't, bait each other. You can't have, oh, you know, Knights of the Round Table and all this stuff without a big battle, can you? No, but the problem with this scene is, and I hate to go all Aronovich on you now, but that is a thing, it's not true, <laughs> is that um, this would work. The scale of McCoy's performance would work if we were seeing a Game of Thrones style, 100,000 people on this battlefield and he's screaming his head off. But unfortunately, we're in a boggy field in Surrey with five extras and it just seems a bit over the top Yeah, that, that shot where he's breaking them up, there's no one else around. No. It's very tight. It's the, I reckon it's a Sunday morning or something, you know? <laughs> they, they've gone up the local park and said, right, time to shoot. Oh, here we go. I am walking off the fair. Um, Can I ask you a question about the Destroyer? Mm. Well, you know the scene in the next episode where he tears his chain mail <laughs> yes. and exposes his hairy chest? Mm-hmm. Have you ever wanted to have sex with a Doctor Who monster? Oh, my God, no. Let's oh. change the subject. Okay. Uh, uh, and I love that the, uh, I think the effect you're above that sort of where thing, he's honestly. very um, uh, he's got a wet mouth, hasn't he? It's all dripping. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Don't you uh, fucking tell me to change the subject? You, yeah, that's the the level of detail where we're at with Doctor Who monsters now. That texture on the face, yeah, the way that the eyes, you know, like like John Pert, we love the Draconians, um, and you've got the the wet mouth. Uh, Can I just say as well? <laughs> yeah, he is the most horniest Doctor Who monster of all time, isn't he? I mean, his horns are massive. No, it is. I mean, if you had this earlier ridiculous on, Mary Whitehouse would be. She'd be spinning in her grave, wouldn't she? She'd be frothing at the mouth if she <laughs> saw that. Frothing at the mouth, wouldn't she? Her head would be spinning around. To me, it's ridiculous <laughs> me, to show the, these enormous the, horns and this creature. Opened his hairy chest <laughs> for a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great cliffhanger, though, isn't it? It's so good. Yeah. Like I can't I've imagine some kid like, not watching this going. I, I know, really want to see that. that turn up. Yeah, but as well, I think like I did mock some of the dialogue there between Ace and Shao Yun and that. No. But for a kid, that's kind of hard hitting, isn't it? Yeah, it or for is. a kid of the eighties, maybe not now. Maybe for me in the nineties, it was. Yeah, but that, we're just... talking about that bony wiry Mark Rawlins who's <laughs> seven years old, aren't we? <laughs> I think he was. Uh, he was an innocent young man. Okay, well, let's get on to part four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you later.